Welcome back. Did you miss us? I know you did. Did you miss us? Because yes. this is another episode of Girl Friendship. Yes, I'm Patricia Cage. I'm Laverne Cusack. And you know what? Like I said, yeah, get the glass out. It's time to raise a Cosmo. And we're going to celebrate yes. because guess what? We're It's the 25th anniversary of Sex, Sex in, in the, the City. City. The ultimate, hey, the hey, ultimate hey. Girlfriendship show on TV. Whether you're a seasoned Sex in the City fan like me, not or you're me. just dipping your toes in the water. I like Manolo, to dip my toes in the Matisse. <laughs> yeah, well, sit back, you know, because it's going to be some real talk here. We're going to give you the inside scoop. We're going to have some laughs, and we're going to talk about them fashion faux pas. And you know, just sit back because it's going to be a good time. Fashion faux pas. Oh, come on, nobody's <laughs> perfect in Sex in the City. Like I me. know, girl. Okay, I know. I was watching that, but we, but but we learned. We, we always learn. We learned a lot of things from this show. Amen. Right. So, you know what? Let's get, let's, let's stop talking let's about ourselves. Let's get it started. Let's bring oh, these women. Oh, oh. Let's welcome our guest. Today, we mm. have our Gen Z contributor. Yes. Eleanor Renfro and Miss Act- Actress. This, look, shining star girl. <laughs> shining star. With that glitter, go girl. Stacey Arnell. Hello, hello. Would you just say that's just such a, it was just such a fun show to watch, think, looking back now? It was a fun show. You know, I didn't really get into Sex and the City until the beginning, well, midway through the second season. I didn't like the POV of her talking into the camera. And everybody started talking about it and generating, it was generating a lot of buzz. And then, so I went back and watched the first season. And so I was like, oh, this is a show I watched. By the time the third season came around, I was hooked. Let's start in the beginning. Let's. Let's get everybody reacquainted with the ladies, starting first with Carrie Bratch, oh. you know, played by my girl, Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> SJP. SJP. That's what I like to call her, SJP. <laughs> but, you know, she's playing, you know, the writer and talking about her, you know, escapades in the world of sex and relationships. And then her girls who hung with her, which, right. you know, was Miranda Hobbs, which was played by Cynthia Nixon, who was the high powered, you know, lawyer who was like. And she was a ball buster. I just got to say that about her. You know, the girl, the girl knew how to hang with the boys. And then everybody's, you know, sexual favorite, you know, which is Samantha. Yeah. You know, my, my girl, Cottrell, because she put sex in the city. Right. You know, but, she, yeah. she told those girls, have sex like men. No strings attached. Okay. Right. But who was the girl who always uh, was drinking and dripping uh, vodka all over her chest? I'm that girl. That girl. Well, <laughs> then, then you're far from the one that you're far, you're far from the one that <laughs> you are too crazy. You are no Charlotte, as you can see. I'm dressed like Charlotte, which was played by Kristen more Davis, conservative. conservative, just classy, sexy. Well, yeah, but she yeah. was more classy, pretty, because you know she kind of kept that that sexy deep down, but. It surfaced eventually, <laughs> thanks to the the other three women over the years. Yeah. But you know, like let's just let's talk about you know what do you remember, you know, from that show opening? Because when I first saw the show opening, Ooh. her walking in New York with the tutu, I was like, I look at that, and like, she was sideways. owning it, and she owned it so well though. Mm-hmm. You, you liked it? I did. I was like, oh. And wearing a tutu at my age, and I don't care. I don't care because yeah. I was mm-hmm. in there like, exactly. where's this going? The theme. I was taking in the theme song, and I was just like. Okay, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. But I was just like, I didn't know. I yeah. just didn't know. I mean, I wasn't around when it was really <laughs> popular, so I wasn't there in the craze, but I've heard about it, and I've mm-hmm. heard how popular it was. But, I mean, within people my age, there's been such a big resurgence of the show just because I think it's a good show. I just think the plot line's really good. I think the characters can fit into an archetype, and so you mm-hmm. can find yourself 
within the characters. Right. The fashion's amazing. But especially, yeah, with the first sequence and the opening, it's just artistically and creatively really interesting. And I right. think, again, it just... It's the fashion. It's the fact that she just stands out in this crowd of people in New York and people are looking at her and they're like, girl, what are you doing? And it's First just impressions. super fun. And also the song is really cute. The theme song that plays. And it's just it really grabs your attention. Who drew you in right away? I think I mean, I think it was Carrie. That's so cliche to say. But I think the thing about Carrie is that. She she just she does things that are so annoying and you're just like, why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? But I, I also think she's really realistic, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, certain ways she just is completely not. Um, but she is in that you can kind of find yourself where you're like, oh, I've done that before, you know, and you're like, why did I do that before? Or she just she can console her friends and you can see her in different ways. But for me, it was Carrie's fashion. Um, and also her career that really like drew me in and just the fact that, I mean, I loved her apartment. I loved how independent she was. And then also she had her friends. See, what about you? What drew you in? The fashion, mm -hmm. the fashion drew me yeah, in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like she was talking about Carrie's apartment. When I first came to LA, I had a studio apartment. Then I fixed it up and it was really nice, but I started feeling like in the first season when I went back to watch it, Carrie and Charlotte was sort of the same kind of. Charlotte was just more vocal about finding her man. Mm -hmm. Carrie was a little bit more subtle. And both of those girls, they kind of remind me of each other, you know, and I kind of found myself being both of those guys, mm -hmm. girls. So I just was never like, I got to find him. I got to find him. I got to find him. But I was like, I got to find him. I got to find him. I got to find him, you know? And so, um, yeah, but more so the fashion. Now, when they brought in the guys, mm -hmm. Stanford and um, oh, Mark, uh, Anthony, Anthony, mm -hmm. it got a little bit more creative and crazy for me. And they became the funny to me. Mm -hmm. They were the funny where the girls were just the same. They were the funny for me. That's true. Mm -hmm. did, did that ring true for you too, Patricia? You know what? I just always thought the man would come and the, the man would come. I messed up there. <laughs> I should have been like more like Charlotte. Like she was, I've been waiting for him since I was 15. Yeah. Where, where is, is he? he? Yes. And I'm like, that's where I should have been because that's why I'm single today. Because I didn't, I just felt like it would come. It would come. No. You know, I always say to my mother, because she always say, oh, the Lord will bring him to me. I was like, well, who is it going to be? The mailman that comes to your house every day or the youth or the... Amazon person that might be a woman like mom you don't go anywhere you don't do anything you know you're go to the same park to walk every day I'm like you got to get out yeah. especially when the pandemic happened yeah I have four friends all their mothers in their 70s they met guys on dating apps right. yeah. Yeah. two of them are married now one is selling her house now moving to Virginia and the other one I think the guy, the the man lives in Dallas, and the, my friend's mom lives in Houston, and they're fixing up both houses because he's like closer to a beach or something, mm -hmm. and they're gonna have like a beach house in her house, and I'm like, mom, you're still single, mm -hmm. and she always every day, God is gonna bring him to me. I was like, not not not. Well, one thing you said, Stacy, about the fashion, that's what rang out for me, mm -hmm. but I looked at it a different way, like the fashion. 
I was like, oh, can I actually attain that? Remember Carrie said you can take a little bit of something cheap and then style it up? Yeah. <laughs> you can take yeah. something that's not expensive and style it up. Dress yeah. it up, dress yeah. it down. And I then you got to remember, too, Carrie had financial issues. She did. Yeah. <laughs> she had financial issues, So, but she was still buying her clothes looking good. Yes, yes. that's true. Can we change the subject a little bit? Let's, mm. I mean, let's really get down to the nitty gritty because, you know, Sex and the City broke boundaries with some jaw, you know, dropping frankness when it came oh. to the sex and relationships. Because, you know, Samantha's favorite line was, her iconic line was, I'm trying, I try sexual, I'll try anything. And she tried it all, of course, over all those seasons. Mm-hmm. She tried sexual. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like, she, yeah, she's like, I tried it all. Oh. You know, she's like, so that's what, yeah. Right. I, yeah, I'm trisexual. <laughs> I'm trying it all. Let's talk about some of the sex at sexapades <laughs> that the women went through. I mean, do you have some of them memorable? Let's talk about just Samantha. Liberating. Let's just talk about Samantha <laughs> on, right, only right now. What are some of you, what are some of the memorable sexapades of her? I think it was the Hamptons when they went to the Hamptons. Hamptons and Carrie and Big had a room next to her, and she was having loud sex. <laughs> and then Charlotte had her kids in the other room, oh. and you know it was just hilarious because she has no boundaries. Nope. She's loud. She's fun. She swings from the ceiling. I mean, like, yeah. she was just open. And and, the, and, and she free. made it okay. And she made it okay. And it is, I mean, it is okay. Yeah, I mean, it is okay. In television with women, though, it, it's not, it's supposed to be, oh, you know, but she made She's it. She's free and liberating and, like, well, Samantha whatever. Samantha pretty much said was, let your inner freak out. Basically. We all have an inner freak. Get your freak on. But please. Get your freak on. Yeah. <laughs> but let it out one time in your in your lifetime. Some women never release the inner freak. No. And I think that show let us know like there are different phases of us of these four women. She said, but if you miss out on letting that inner freak, she goes, that's your loss. I think she was also so helpful in like liberating her other friends with their sexual experiences, like yes. with. I mean, infamously with, like, Charlotte and Trey. Like, mm-hmm. and she was just... You know, Charlotte, she's so... She doesn't want to be out there like Samantha, and she doesn't want all all of her dirty laundry out. But mm-hmm. Samantha just made her feel like your body is important. What you want to do with your body is important. And I think that we all have friends like that. We all have a Samantha in our life who, mm-hmm. when you're feeling like, I don't know if I should do this, or, like, I don't know, especially in a relationship or any sexual experience. And Samantha was always, I think, there to really support her friends in that aspect, which I, I think it. was really important. Yeah, I, I really like that character because I've never really seen a character that was so confident that it just radiated out. And in my head, I was like, oh, my God, can can I actually be that confident? You know, you know, how <laughs> they used to say what you do in your bedroom is private. Samantha was like, everybody's going to know. I don't give a <laughs> damn. Who knows? And she, I just love the freedom that she had with herself, especially with her body too. Mm-hmm. really empowering. Like I just watched the episode where she takes um, she takes like a nude photograph of herself or she just gets them like done for herself oh, yes. because she wants to hang them up for herself. And she's like, I want to appreciate my body in this space that I'm in right now, too, which is also really liberating on top of all of that professional. Yes. We, we see these professional women like you, girl, when I met you. Oh. <laughs> you know, right. You head down. We talked about no, no. that midnight oil. Right. But it's like, oh, damn. Who's that woman? Yeah, but Here's that's the why thing I got with Samantha, man. though. Well, I should say with um, 
Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't see any actress, other actors playing that role. No. Yeah. No. It was made for her. It was totally tailor made. made for her. It really because was. Because I, I went back and I thought about Jennifer Bill and I was like, you eh, know, I can't see anyone nope, else nobody. playing Samantha. No, she was one of the reasons why I watched the show between yes. her and Sarah Jessica Parker. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm in. There's something about her courage that I think when you just see Kim Cattrall like out and about, that's just it's so mesmerizing, I think, to mm-hmm. witness her just because it's like you put yourself out there in a way that I think has been so rarely seen mm-hmm. in television um, and movies. And it's. It's very impressive, and it's just, I always just, if I saw her, I would just be like, well, you. Very you. iconic. Well, yeah. Believe it or not, Kim Cattrall has always been a sexy leading lady. Yes. And has. my first experience with Kim Cattrall was in the movie Porky's. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's one of the funniest scenes in that dirty movie that I begged my mother. I had to lie to tell my mother, oh, mama, Porky's don't mean anything. It's just a fun movie. And oh, when she, I got her to get us in there, and she looked at me. But Kim Cattrall's scene is the most memorable in that movie. And I said, I don't know who that lady is, but I'll watch her for the rest of my life. She's always played these very sexual characters to me. And so I'm very drawn to her when I see Kim. I'm like, oh, we're going to get some sex in there because Kim's in it. But the girl we always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Professional. But she's perfect at it. And she holds it down. She gets her respect. Yep. She gets her respect. Bringing up that professionalism there there are a lot of women that want to you know pull that energy in and are afraid to do so but then they're acting like they're the brave ones the tough ones that you know but it's faux it's not genuine so it's like okay well how do you go about you know bringing that energy in and I th- again I think this show helped a lot of women do that for themselves what do you think? I walk around in sports bras and boy cut shorts around the house. I feel sexy just being me and my yes. husband appreciates it. And I also like to just dance for him. Yes. And I think that was because of Samantha, her yes. character. So I like to like, because I'm an actress, I like to play different characters. He thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> But he enjoys it, you know what I mean? And it keeps the relationship fresh. But it makes me feel sexy and it makes me feel good and it makes me feel free. Like, he doesn't care. I can do anything around him and he enjoys it. I think even with a boyfriend, that would be my personality. Mm -hmm. And I think every woman should be, like, have some inhibition, like, just be, like, free. I mean... I don't. I, I can't really put it into words. You just should just be free, it, mm-hmm. especially if you with your guy. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that something Carrie would do? Like dance with her 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 man. I don't remember Mr. Carrie Girl. ever doing that. I don't think Carrie. That I would think Samantha would be more on edge to do something like that. And yeah, Samantha yeah. was more adventurous with yeah. her sex sex mm-hmm. life. She also didn't have very many like boyfriends. No, you know what right. I mean? But that was another thing too. I mean, I think it's interesting seeing this, especially in. You know, like hookup culture right now, it's, it's, you know, it's, I think Samantha's dating life of not having, like, 
all the other girls had their boyfriends right. and went through those phases. And Samantha just she had Smith at the end. Really, right. that's the only one that I can she, really. And then remember. when she had um, Richard, yeah, yeah I, I thought him. he would be the one. Yeah, you know, Richard like, messed up. Yeah. yeah, Richard messed up. But speaking of Carrie, I mean, she had the two loves of her lives. Mm. She had, you know, Big, which later we found out was John, mm-hmm. and then she had Aiden. Now, which one are you guys on, Team Big or Team Aiden? You know, you know my, my answer. <laughs> I, I know I'm, your answer. I can't really say, but I'm leaning more towards big because in the end he did the right thing. But it took so long. Oh, it did. Yeah, it was torturous watching them. He he did the right thing by her in the end, and I believe he really loved her. You know, but it just I just hate that it took so long to realize. She's the one that kind of reflects reality. You know, you're talking about, you know, the houses that the the beach house and And they're in their 70s. They're in their Mm -hmm. 70s. Like what's also do we have to get married? I mean, you know, is it you have this great relationship? Right. You don't have to get married. No. Um, it's just a matter of what your beliefs are. Do you feel like, oh, I'm living in sin and I want to get married? Um, Or is it the chase? Or Right. Yeah, right. I am. I am Team Carrie. I think that. <laughs> I, I think that Aiden. You're such. A, you're such an Aiden. I think. I mean, I think like when I watch him, I'm just like he couldn't have done anything better. Like it's just so odd. And Carrie didn't want that. I think that Aiden's a great person, but I don't think he's for Carrie. Now with Big, it's interesting because I think that this show is the type of show that when you rewatch it in different stages of your life you just have such a different approach to it and i think with big the first time i watched it i was like yeah they're totally meant for each other it's so obvious and clear like their chemistry is just off the walls it's really yes. it's, it's truly something but the um, yeah the time that it took i mean i'm watching the golden bachelor now which i think is an, a phenomenal <laughs> yes. show um, and it, you think it's phenomenal, <laughs> I it's phenomenal. It. I, i've cried sometimes but i, I think that <laughs> And so people can find love, yes, when they're older. But I also think, too, with Big, so many of the things that he did, I just think were so distraught. And the emotions that he made Carrie feel. But she was also addicted to that pain. And so Mm -hmm. seeing it was just really hard, I Mm -hmm. think, because he he just had a huge ego. I have an episode that you were brought to tears that brought you to tears. I have one. Y'all know what it is. I don't know. It didn't bring me to tears, but I was saddened by the fact that when Big was still married to Natasha and she got caught in the apartment and the whole thing happened with Natasha. I'm like, Mm. dude, pick one. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. picked one, but you didn't pick the right one. And in your heart, you know you didn't pick the right one. Now look what you've caused. Mm -hmm. Look how Carrie feels now. That kind of made me feel like, just leave Big alone. Yes. There are other guys out there, but I always felt like he was the one. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she wasn't going to be happy until she got got big. Yeah. I think he could be like, I can st- be with this one, this one, or this one and be happy because he had been married, what, three right. times? Yes. But in her heart, she knew he was the one. And then, then comes the apartment when they were mm. looking for the apartment and that whole thing and... And then he leaves her on her wedding he day. He leaves her on the I, wedding When day. I watched the movie, I was like, are you kidding? And then, and then she did so I blame much the little girl. over. I blame, what's the little girl's name? Charlotte's daughter? Lily? I blame Lily. <laughs> Lily 
Lily, why are you playing with oh, the phone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why are you answering the phone? Oh. I blame Lily. I forgot about that. Lily. <laughs> but she didn't know. She put the phone in the purse and he was calling. To me, why didn't he have his his guys with him the yeah. day before? Yeah. The night before. Well, that's the thing because he, he, he just wasn't even in that mindset, it seems like. Like he no. wasn't even because like, when she I'm said, I knew the love it, of my life. I just didn't want to admit it. I'm like, yeah. don't even put the dress on then. Yeah. And then Miranda didn't help at the engagement. Miranda Dare. didn't help. And but she, that shouldn't oh, have so swayed much, him. Right. But so it was negativity, I guess, that was coming at them that I, maybe they just felt like all this negativity. Well, I think it was because Miranda and Steve were going through their thing. Yes. And he felt like my three marriages have failed already. But I felt like he always should have had like some guys with him the night before mm-hmm. to keep his morale up. And, you yeah. know, forget what happened in your previous marriages. This is the one you've been chasing and waiting for, you know, because she had her girls with her. Right. And had she said something to them the night before, I actually don't think any of that would have happened. Well, speaking of guys, I mean, what about Charlotte and Trey or uh, what? And then there's Harry. (laughs) Trey, that was. Trey got on my nerves. Trey got on my nerves. nerves. So his mom ran. His mom was a lot. (laughs) Do you remember when they go to their family home Mm -hmm. and she has an affair? Yes, buddy. And she has an an affair with the gardener. Yeah. And then the mom is like, well, she's a McDougal now. Because they announce it. Because then she knows that there's a long line of impotence. I mean, I think it's so interesting that Charlotte, she just set herself up for this dream man with mm-hmm. his dream life and this dream family. So many people do that. So many people do that. And I mean, uh, part of me, like, it's, it's yeah, like, that's what you want. That's what your parents mm-hmm. have told you that you should marry and that you should find. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Charlotte did. Right. And it just, of course, I mean... It would. I think the show would be weird if they ended in a perfect marriage. Yeah. I don't think that I. I liked the way. First that of it all, went. he was impotent. Yeah. Right. It's like no, that ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> now I don't mind adopting what she ended up doing, yeah. but I'm like Trey. But I mean, you gotta go to some. Remember the tantric class? Yeah. Trey, go to the tantric class. Go get some work. <laughs> I don't even care about the Viagra. Do that exactly. Like, oh my Your god, partners then, help partners. Right. But you That's know what? I think end. Charlotte should have walked away the moment Bundy walked in and rubbed his chest with the oh yeah the Vicks when he was sick. Yeah. I'd have yeah. been like, I'm done. I'm leaving <laughs> like, tomorrow. Yeah, but I liked how she stopped. Just stopped being in her head. And when she saw Harry, she was just like, don't judge a book by its cover. Because he sure did deliver under the covers. He mm-hmm. did. And, he did. And that's why I, and that's why I think, I, love they, I think they have the perfect marriage. I think she was the big winner of the four really? Opposites attract. Mm-hmm. He is not what she normally would date. Yep. And he was like all about her. Well, like in my marriage. Yeah. Opposites attract. My husband is a bookworm. He's quiet kind of nerdy or whatever and i'm the most animated person ever yes she is but we love each other mm-hmm. he's not yeah. the typical guy that i would date but i love him and that smart thing mm-hmm. is sexy yes that smart thing like i can walk across the room and panties and bra and he's ignoring me oh that turns me on i'm like oh he's gonna <laughs> ignore me I love it. We're just totally opposite, but it works for us. And I think it works for Charlotte and Harry. Well, why did we like him? Why did we like Harry? Harry, Harry's just like all about Charlotte and his family. Yes. He'll do anything yep. for her. Yep. My wife. I love my wife. Mm-hmm. 
Harry that is, is sexy though. But she's and Harry too. probably think, oh, I bet I bet this is the first one to come along that looks like this that's gonna accept me. <laughs> I don't know how many women he's dated before that he's got rejected, but Charlotte just fell right into Oh, Harry. Because remember when they first met, he was turning, like, coming on to her. She was like, oh, I have my glasses on. If you're in love with somebody, you don't care what you have on. Right? She just fell for Harry because he was, like, not giving up on her. He was like, I love you. When she came in, she converted to Judaism. She converted to Judaism. Yep. She just totally went all all in. in. She went all all in. All in for Harry. And that's why I I love watching them. I love watching their dynamic. And I'm sitting there like, I could, they can just give them a show by themselves and I could just sit and watch those two. That's true. I think second. Harry's still, like, in the, even in the new seasons, Harry's kind of somewhat sexy to me. I, oh, I do too. I think it's that, I that lawyer, that smart, yeah. that mm-hmm. I'm into my wife thing. Yeah, I love that. Even the man who plays him, Evan Handler. Evan Handler. I, I look at him now in a whole different way because of his character. Yes, yes. If I see him on a red carpet, I'm like... Oh, they go to Evan Handler. Yes. And I'm just getting all like hot and bothered because yes. I'm feeling that, sh- that Charlotte mo- I'm like, dang. I said, yes, Evan Handler. We we see you. I think it's game time. We we want to talk about the the OMG moments and of there were many. But we want to know which ones would make you cheer or cringe. Oh. Okay. And there was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot. So girls pull out your trusty paddles <gasps> that says we have cheer or cringe. Cheer, oh cringe, cheer, cheer, oh cringe. Uh, <laughs> we got a theme uh, uh. song now. <laughs> you know. So like, let's talk about, let's talk about season one. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode was called Sex, no, the episode was called Secret Sex. Mm-hmm. And it's when we see Carrie's photo on the side of the, on the bus, yes. you know, mm-hmm. showing that she's got her column and all this. And right. it's beautiful. She looks great. Except she's got a big penis drawn right next to her head. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Right. Well, how would you feel on that? Would that be a cheer or a cringe? I mean, cheer that she's on the bus. <laughs> I cringe love that someone did that. And You're cheer great. that her friends were there to Aww. support her. Notice how Big didn't make it, so that's a cringe. Oh. Mm-hmm. But cheer that her friends were there and that I'm just, I was proud of her for that. Mm-hmm. And she I looked great. She, she looked great on the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did. And I'm sure there were so many other buses that didn't have that. Yeah. Right. So. A lot of other people saw that. Aww. I like your way of thinking. I do. I like your way of thinking, I like too. Your way of thinking. That Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a cringe because, oh my gosh, you know, but then just exactly what you said. Just cheer your friends, cheer your girlfriends for their success. And they brought champagne. It was really cute. Was, yeah. Cheer. <laughs> cheer. Cheer. Cringe. So you, All right. The turtle and the hair. Do you that remember episode. that? Yeah. I remember that episode. These, the names are so good. It feels like I'm living. I feel like really I'm living that in my life. Sometimes. Charlotte falls for a new boyfriend and then called him the rabbit. Yep. And you know, you know what the rabbit is. The, oh, oh the vibrator. The vibrator. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then remember she said that, you know, she got so addicted to it that they had to do a little intervention because she felt that it was better than a man. Right? <laughs> cheer. Yeah. Cheer. Yeah, cheer that cheer, on. Because I got right. one. Mm-hmm. But he only comes out at certain times because you can't get addicted to it. Once you get addicted, you'll never go back to the man. So I tell him, like, use caution. See, that's, that's why the girls had to do the intervention. Look, I'm married and I have not the rabbit, but I have other toys. Oh, yeah. so when he's away, <laughs> Stacy will play. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like that. I like that. What about old dogs, oh. new 
Yeah. Which what was that was about? That, that was um, the one where Samantha's ex-boyfriend Brad um, was a drag queen named Samantha. Yes. And he takes over her persona. Yes. Mm, no more cringe on that. Yeah. No one can be Samantha. No one can be Samantha. No one can take but, over Samantha. And I don't want my man trying to be me. No one can be Samantha, but you can see how much a man appreciated mm-hmm. her, which I think is like... because That he wanted to be her. Yes. To, the, to that extent. I mean, he can't, but... Isn't that the ultimate form of flattery? Yes. <laughs> and her, well, the, the real actress has a huge drag queen fan base. Yes, because mm-hmm. she's such an empowering mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, yes. completely. I say, I say cheer, cheer, cheer. <laughs> the Ick Factor. Ick. Do you remember the Ick Factor? I remember this one. This one was about Miranda when she proposes to Steve. Oh, yay. I love that. And they get hitched. I, I like, like that. I like that too. Women, like I today, feel like go for what you want. Amen. It doesn't have to be like he get on one knee and propose. Hey, I told my husband we were getting married. Yeah, <laughs> I told him. I was like, I, look, get your calendar out. We're getting married. It. He was like, what? And one last one. I know that you. Oh, it's not that I'm not a fan of you know just because it's big, but you know we we did have to say you know an American Girl in Paris part oh. two the final episode where you know when Big shows up in Paris and he tells her she's the one. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I've been waiting all season all for. Wanted. You're like horrible if you say cringe. That means no. that you just don't want no. any no. happiness. No, right. we, we want to know the real one. Here's a special one: the real me. Uh, when Carrie was doing the runway walk and she oh, fell, fell and, and Heidi Klum walks yes. over her. I was like, And then Stanford's like, She's fashion okay. I said, That's a cringe. And I know she hit a lot but of cosmos she picked after that. Back she up. did, she so did. But then she had a cosmo, a lot of cosmos after that. I know she I would have went to the bar. Yeah. Mine, no, so. and then the photographer guy that she was talking to was taking her photos and she's like, Can you stop, stop taking, taking my FA photo? <laughs> I think overall, this show really encompasses, you know, Girlfriendship. Yeah. It does. Thanks for going down memory lane with us. I mean, we could talk about this show for hours. I know. Yeah. And, I mean, hours, and, and, and hours, hours and hours and hours and hours. But, you know, we thank you ladies for coming in and hanging out. And um, maybe we'll do this again. Maybe with the new show. Oh, right. With the new show. The reboot. Well, mm-hmm. I won't call oh, it a reboot. I call it. it. It's the new chapter. The don't new call chapter. it a Sexy. reboot. No. They've been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Right. So until next time, stay fabulous. Keep those good vibes because you know what? It's always better with a little extra girl power. Okay? (laughs) Just a little bit extra. And thank you, lovely ladies, so much for joining us. I loved your perspective. How can we get in touch with you and how can our listeners find out more about you? Eleanor Wren on Instagram. Follow me and my adventures, and I hope to see you guys all there. Yes. <laughs> and you can follow me. It's at Stacy Arnell on Instagram, and just see what you see, because no yeah. telling what I'll post. <laughs> uh, I hopefully you'll be posting some dancing moves. Oh, that's just for your dancing, husband. Dancing. You want me to dance for you on Instagram? <laughs> go ahead. Go I'll dance for your go, Instagram. Go, I'll make go, a whole go, video go. of it. <laughs> Give well, all the was- women. Like the freedom to be free. <laughs> that that was fun. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Can you pass me a drink? Yeah. yeah okay. Thank I'll give you your other drink. I'll just the same drink. And give you okay. Anymore. Cheers. Finish that. Cheers. 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 I love you guys. Girl friendship brought to you by Inferno Productions. 
hosted by Laferne Husak and Patricia Cage. Executive produced by Ulani Gray and Erica McCartan and produced by Lauren Bond. Thanks for joining in the Ultimate Girlfriend Fest.